welcome back to Lockdown Spurs right here on the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, and it's been a while since we last spoke. It's pretty much been a quiet time now in the San Antonio Spurs offseason, so there's really not much to talk about unless you want to talk about Kawhi Leonard, uh, but I don't think you want to do that. Um, but as you're well aware of, um, I've been uh, covering the NBA 2K League uh, to begin this new season, and lo and behold, I discovered a native San Antonian. Um, Grew up there, he's from there, uh, and now he's with a member of the Milwaukee Bucks affiliate uh, 2K League team, which is called Bucks Gaming. He's been on before, so let's go to introduce him. Uh, Chad Fodery, a.k.a. Chatty Nick. Chatty, welcome back to Lockdown Spurs. Yeah, it's been a while, Jeff. I'm happy you didn't forget about me. Yeah, oh, of course not, man. Well, first of all, <laughs> let's, let's, get, let's get rid of the, uh, the negative vibes first, okay? The season uh, probably didn't end the way you – or your teammates wanted to end, you know, didn't make the playoffs. But needless to say, Bucks gaming showed a lot of promise throughout the season. Um, when you look back at the Bucks season, uh, you know, what are some highs, what are some lows? Yeah, well, I mean, to what you said, I don't think there was any negative, to be honest. I think it was a really positive season for okay. us all around. We had high expectations. We wanted to make playoffs, but, um, you know, things don't always go your way. And I think we learned a lot from that season. I think Bucks gaming's has a really bright future um, with the players they have and, you know, the players they will retain and whatnot. Mm-hmm. So um, um, I was very excited about that. The highs were, I want to say, was Vegas. Being able to go finish top four in the tourney in mm-hmm. Vegas was really nice. I think we showed a lot of our potential there. It showed that Bucks Gaming is a very um, dominant and um, great team um, when we were playing, you know, our style and playing at our best. Um, I would say Vegas was definitely in the best time. The low was, uh, well, it wasn't really the Knicks game. Um, which is with the last game of the season. Mm-hmm. Either way, we wouldn't have made it, I don't believe. I would say it was um, kind of those games where we lost to teams that were, say, two and, like, 14. Mm-hmm. The teams that were in the bottom, the very bottom. Losing those right. teams really hurt us and took us, you know, um, took us out of the playoff picture. And so um, I think uh, we learned from that. And, you know, that every team is uh, a professional team and you can't take nobody lightly. Yeah, you. I mean, I was there with you from uh, day one of the draft day. Well, although you weren't physically there, but you got drafted, and uh, you know, we hooked up then. That's so how we met until your first day slash game at the arena out in New York City. You know, one thing I noticed with you is throughout the season, it seems to me you started to slowly but surely like open up more. You started to expand your game more. Early in the season, you were referred to as the glue guy. Uh, I think you and I had off the record conversations. When I was at the studio saying, you know, you're putting your finger over your mouth saying, shh, don't, nobody talk about me. I'm under the radar and I love it. And you fast forward to maybe the last few games of the season. Mm-hmm. I, was, I, I was there with you. I was in the studio with you and I'm watching you and you're getting more, you're getting more vocal. You're getting more animated. You were really talking with your, uh, your teammates. That seemed to be, from my point of view, your journey, how you started to open up. What would you say your journey was like? Um. You know, I, I just said my journey, it, just being with the guys and being yeah. able to develop that chemistry throughout the you know throughout the, the mm-hmm. season. Um, I think we all became more comfortable and we all opened up to each other. And mm-hmm. um, I think it's important that we all you know trusted each other. And again, like the the record won't show it, but mm-hmm. um, we all had each other's backs all the time. And and there was a lot of highs and a lot of lows. Mm-hmm. And we did go through some stuff. You know, it's, it's you know every team goes through adversity and whatnot. But um, yeah. I think at the end of the day. Uh, um, we just, you know, we had each other's backs and, um, you know, it was still a really fun season. It was a really fun experience. And um, each game, I was just wanting to get better and grow and, um, you know, show my full potential. 
Yeah, you definitely did. Um, let's talk about in the arena or at practices or you know in scrimmages. Uh, what would you say was the one aspect of your game that improved dramatically this past season? Uh, I think the greatest one was would probably just be um, just uh, I want to say just overall just awareness of the game. Mm -hmm. um, you know, people always say the game's faster, and you know, at, at each level, when you get higher and higher, you know, from college football to the NFL, from college basketball to the NBA, mm -hmm. and the game speed was was definitely faster. Um, and you know, the build was a little bit different than the mm -hmm. retail build, so that also had a part in it. But um, just alone, the players, you know, it's the best players in the world, so everything is like it's snappy, it's quick, it's fast. Mm -hmm. You have to know what you're gonna do kind of before you do it. Mm -hmm. You have to be quick. You have to be on another level um, mentally. Um, so I think that just understanding the game, understanding rotations better, um, I think helped me play faster. And I think it's something um, I want to expose myself to more going into next season. Yeah, it, it, you, I saw it, um, again, from the sidelines on Media Row, uh, how you grew. And I can definitely tell that you became a very key component uh, for Bucks gaming. I, I spoke to uh, your coach. Uh, Tactic, and uh, he he even told me too. You know, he goes, "You're you're just so valuable. You were so valuable to the team." When you look at your rookie season, and it's hard to say rookie season because you've been playing the game for so long. I guess we should say rookie season for NBA 2K League standards. Um, mm -hmm. Were there any jitters? Were there any nerves? Uh, you know, how quickly did they'll go? Those go away, or you know, maybe it was just old hat for you. Yeah, I think there's jitters every game before it yeah. starts. You just it's like uh, no matter what you do at a competitive level, uh, it's just that jitters. Like even even when I was at home playing prime, like the finals and stuff, or you know, just um, you know, before two K league, it was mm -hmm. it was like little jitters, and you just kind of learn to not fight it, but just accept it. And mm -hmm. it's like it's a good feeling, you know, it's a feeling that you're human, it's a good, the feeling that you you're doing something you love. So that's why there's that um, anticipated that high, you know, that highness and feelings that you're feeling. Mm -hmm. So you think it's you know, you think you're nervous, so really you just anxious right you're just, yeah. just really excited so i hope those never go away yeah and you look at now let's talk about the team as a whole now you know we talked a lot about you right now uh mm -hmm. bucks gaming again you know, I, it was safe to say that your, your season or the team season was a roller coaster because there are moments in the season where you know everybody in the arena was looking at bucks gaming saying you know this is a team to watch and then you know obviously it sputtered towards the end um, mm -hmm. what do you think happened? What do you think? Why was it so night and day? I think we just had the, I mean, I, I, I don't want to say this because I'm the, I'm the point guard. Yeah. But I think we had inconsistency at, at the point guard position. Mm -hmm. And I think if you look at the, the, you know, the top teams right now, right now, as we're talking mm -hmm. in this moment, you look at those top four teams remaining in the two key league playoffs, they all mm -hmm. have something in common and that's an elite point guard. So mm -hmm. I think uh, I think the inconsistency in point guard. And I wasn't point guard all year, but I do mm -hmm. take you know I do want to take the blame for that. So I feel like because you know you have to be a good point guard, and I think if you're not consistent in your PG um, role, then you're not going to have a consistent team. Yeah, so that's something I definitely want to uh, try to get work on in the off season. Oh yeah, you. Well, then you took my next question right out of my mouth there. Um, <laughs> uh, I guess there you go, consistency at the point guard spot. Um, mm -hmm. Are there any positions that maybe you're going to be open to uh, playing? Is there any positions maybe if the team needed next season, let's just say, yeah. coach, or to tell you, hey, we need you at center, you, you know, or what mm -hmm. have you? Are you looking to expand your game in that aspect as well? Man, certainly. I, I don't want to be known as just one, one role. Yeah. I've always prided myself on being um, an elite player at multiple levels. 
And uh, I do have a full season of point guard under my belt now at you know, the highest level. And I think mm-hmm. that's really a good experience to carry on. Um, I've never been known as a point guard. That's mm-hmm. never been my position. But um, that's never going to be my excuse either. I, if I'm going to play something, I'm not going to say, hey, this is not my position. I'm going to take full ownership and responsibility, and, and I'm going to want to grow and get better no matter what. Yeah, you definitely uh, did grow, and you did get better throughout the season. I was there that game where you had that phenomenal performance. I, I think the commentators that you just said to my right, where I'm sitting, you know where I sit, um, mm-hmm. I think they said in the arena saying like, Chatty Nick, where did this come from? I think he, I want to believe it was what, 19 points was your career high? Uh, uh, no, it's 21. It's 21, yeah. For the Lakers, yeah. Right, uh, 20, 21, 22 points. What got into you that day? Um, you know, I was just, I was comfortable and I, I, I've always been an aggressive player, and I mm-hmm. think coming into the league, I've, you know, having Plondo and and, and um, A Rooks, um, they're they're phenomenal players as well, and uh, I think it just kind of was trying to get the ball in their hands, and mm-hmm. it was offense. So I feel like my priority was not to really shoot too many shots because the more shots I shoot, I take away from them. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that's the mindset I should have had. I think you just have to kind of give you know, you have to take what the defense gives, and that game they were taking away those options and leaving me. You know, they're letting me get open, and I was just making the read, and I was just in the flow of it, and, you know, I had a lot of easy buckets. So um, I think just being aggressive was the um, main difference. Yeah, you you definitely were aggressive that night, and, uh, you know, I have to be unbiased at where I sit. But there's sometimes I look down and say, like, oh, boy, Chatty. Like, <laughs> looking down, like, you know, because we can't you, – you can't express bias on that media row where I said uh, – but I was uh, good. Yeah. it was good to see you have an excellent game. Okay, so Chatty and I, we're going to take our first break. Uh, we get back. We're going to continue talking about uh, San Antonio's own Chatty Nick playing in the NBA 2K League. We are back, and I'm joined by – Chatty Nick, you know him, you love him. He is a member of Bucks Gaming, and that is part of the NBA 2K League, in case you did not know. And he's also from San Antonio, so he has a lot to share with the city. Uh, everybody listening to this episode of Lockdown Sports about his experiences in his, uh, well, I guess now you're a veteran of the NBA 2K League uh, season. Um, we talked about this at length, and I, I think it bears repeating. You know, you get drafted. Um, you, you know, you tried out the season before, you know, didn't, things didn't even work out. Your second shot, it's a go. When you sat down in that chair for the first time, was it surreal for you? Yeah, leading up to it, yeah, it was a journey. It was an experience. And, um, you know, we've been waiting for this moment for so long. And I was on a team full of, you know, I think four rookies. Mm-hmm. So there were so many people. We had to share that moment together. And like, finally, just a big sigh of relief. And um, um, we're just anxious and we're just – it was like uh, like that dream come true that we, you know we we all mm-hmm. knew like I think you you kind of know that you belong up there and yeah. being up there it felt so great and of course you know my first game against the Blazers which is great yeah I know so right. <laughs> I got the full on experience right away and uh, you know I'm glad I'm glad it was actually that so I think from there it just kind of set the tone for what to expect throughout the year yeah um, you definitely uh, were ready to go um, I remember talking to you after your your first game. Uh, you were excited. I think you still had the jitters in you. But it was funny for me looking at you and watching you grow. Uh, I still remember our first interview at the arena, so the very last one that we ever had. And for me, it was night and day. You de- I definitely saw you become more confident out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, you were definitely meshing well with your teammates. And as mentioned before, your coaches were praising you. And uh, that's just great. Uh, let's talk about the reception you had 
from family. Um, you shared with me a photo uh, during the season of your family wearing the green shirts with the Bucks gaming, the colors. Uh, this seemed to me like the sa- city of San Antonio and your family really supported you. I mean, you even got interviews with uh, Ticket 760 San Antonio. That was nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, can you talk about what it meant for you to have that type of support throughout the season? I'm just coming from, from you, Jeff, and Ticket 760, my yeah. family. And all the San Antonio natives just yeah. supporting me throughout the year, um, sending me messages, wishing me good luck, and um, just everybody having my back within the city, you know, means a lot to me. Yeah. And of course, you know, um, I'm just grateful to have everybody just to be a part of my journey to share it with you guys. And mm-hmm. um, it went a long way as to like helping me and just getting me through the day-to-day struggles sometimes you go through in the long season that you know kind of just wears on you. Yeah, it definitely it, – yeah, it does. It's, it's a grind. Everybody who's tuning in right now, and I've gotten it too, Chatty, you know, when, when I'm not in the arena, uh, you know, why do mm-hmm. you cover that league? You know, I don't get it. I don't understand. You're just watching video games. I go like, mm-hmm. well, it's not as simple as that, you know. That it, yeah, it's not as simple <laughs> as just – yeah, it's it. a lot go into it. Can you dispel some of the, the, the misconceptions – after one season under your belt now about the 2K League, and if you have to tell somebody who's on this show right now that was just kind of just, you know, shoo-shooing it away, what would you tell them after one year of experience? Yeah, I mean, technically you are playing video games, but at the same time it's a job. Yeah. And so with the job comes a bar, comes expectations, comes work ethic, um, comes a lot of preparation. and it, So basically you're away from your family unless somehow you get luckily drafted by your market. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're away from your family for at least five to six months. Uh, you have to work. Uh, your time off is very limited. Mm-hmm. Um, at least for with Bucks Gaming, we were always doing something, whether it was content. You have to do a lot of content. You're always in front of a camera. Um, you have to, cause you're constantly working, right? You're mm-hmm. practicing the facility all the time. You know, I say, I say like it's hard work, and it is hard work, but it's, you know, something, you, when you do something that you're passionate about and you love, it doesn't really seem Mm-hmm. It's super hard, you know, but it is. It, it's not easy either. You're not just going into the studio and just playing games with each other, and then you go home and you know sit on the couch and do nothing. You know? mm-hmm. You're always busy, and um, you have a title, right? Because you're associated with an NBA team um, or with the NBA in general. So you have to be very careful what you do. Your social media. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to be a professional in all aspects of your life, um, because you're on a platform now, and you're you know you're verified on Twitter. Mm-hmm. So you know how you go about your life is very important. So there's a lot of um, different avenues you have to work around that maybe you weren't used to before, but now it's different. You live in a different life and you're under a different title. So there's a lot that goes into it that's beyond just playing video games. Yeah, I can definitely attest to that, whether it be Chatty, his teammates, or the rest of the NBA 2K League players. Um, they put a lot of work into their craft. They take it seriously. And you've heard this before, and I'm going to repeat it again, Chatty. Nothing will ever change a naysayer's mind until they go to that arena. Nothing will because you can, yeah, you can talk to them because you're blue in the face about the X's and O's and the strategy and the coaches and the players like you and the competition. But until they physically sit there in that arena and see it for themselves, it's a whole other experience. Talk about that in that NBA 2K League arena experience from the point of view of a player. When you're there, you're seeing the fans, you're hearing the commentators, you see me walk around. You know, what is that like for you as a player? So, yeah, let me give you a good example. One of my favorite tournaments throughout the year, we had one in uh, Vegas, one mm-hmm. in Orlando, and um, is there another one? Oh, we then one just in New York. Yeah. But that's where we play in New York every week. Right. So the one in Vegas was really cool. The arena was really nice. But, and, you know, everything in Vegas um, was nicer than the one in Orlando um, in terms of, like, I guess, 
just that whole setup. Right. Yeah. But Orlando had a crowd like I've never been a part of in an esports arena before. They had you know people from Miami and Orlando, um, and you know people from Orlando um, were there. So there was mm-hmm. a bunch of a bunch of people, a bunch of um, um, YouTube celebrities and whatnot there, and the crowd was just crazy. And that was I think the most I've ever had playing a game. Was when I had people because we played our first game was actually against the Miami Heat, so they had mm-hmm. a really big hometown advantage. Oh yeah. Um, so we had their entire crowd kind of yelling at us, and um, I didn't find it distracting or that it hurt us at all. It was actually very feeling. I really loved all the energy and just the energy in general. People, the crowd yelling and whatnot. I think that's what made Orlando such a, a really awesome destination to have our uh, one of our tournaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just great. Like you can't really put that atmosphere on a, a mic into a Twitch stream. Right. You have to physically be there and you have to be there uh, and you have to be there live and you have to see the reactions of everybody. Cause you know, the camera can't catch everything at once. Exactly. You miss out so much. You, there's a lot of things that are said that aren't necessarily heard either, which could be good and bad. <laughs> so there's a, uh, there's just a whole, the whole atmosphere is really cool. The lights, the computer is very techie. Um, there's just so much that's, that, that's into it that just kind of defines our, our new century. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's really cool. It's something I would definitely um, advise anybody that has a chance that's mm-hmm. in New York anytime to definitely check it out. It's, it's an experience they'll never have that's like it. Yeah, I can totally agree with Chatty on that point. Uh, Chatty, now that the season for Bucks game is over, you know, now comes the off season. Uh, what are you doing in the off season? Oh man, off season I'm doing I'm doing the same exact thing. I'm just gonna yeah. be uh I'm gonna be on two K two K twenty comes out in September. Mm-hmm. Um so I'm gonna be playing that game. Basically, it's gonna be my life. So yeah. it's it is my job. And so uh, you know, it's definitely my life. It takes first priority over over anything. So I wanna become a much greater a much better player. I wanna improve in um all the areas where I struggled this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just wanna work on my overall game and um I, I really can't think of anything else besides that. I don't even yeah. I'm not even thinking about vacation. I just <laughs> just play the game. Like that's that's all that it's just I'm just itching because I know that um I could do so much better than what I did this year. Yeah. And so uh I just I can't stop thinking about it and I just wanna work and get better and prove to myself that I can be better. Um, when you had that final meeting with the team and maybe, yeah, I don't know if y'all do exit interviews uh, for your last, we did. Mm-hmm. okay. Uh, what is that like? Uh, how do, what do they tell you? Uh, what do they ask of you? Yeah. You know, what, how is that like? Well, I think what's good about the exit interviews, everybody can be honest because mm-hmm. season's over and, you know, if you feel like you need to let something out that you were holding in, it's mm-hmm. a safe place. Um, me personally, I, I do that already. Uh, if there's anything I, I feel like needs to be said, I will say it in a respectful, kind manner. Right. So there wasn't anything new for me that I, they didn't already know. Um, but it's, the, their interviews are good for them um, to mm-hmm. hear maybe what they could have done different throughout the year yeah. and see in what ways they can um, improve our experience, which they've done a great job throughout the year. They've always been um, adamant about making our experience as smooth as possible. And mm-hmm. for the most part, for I think for pretty much the entire year, they did a great job of that the entire season. So um, exit interviews were um, – I think are a great thing to have for any team that does them. And uh, you, you have your simple questions like, what could have been better? What do you think right. you should have done with the lineup? Um, you know, there's a lot of just questions that I guess give them insight of what you think about the team and they get a lot of information off of it. So, Well, hopefully that's something you can build on uh, heading into the new season uh, for mm-hmm. the 2020 season. Uh, are you going to be doing any uh, program play? Oh, that's all I'm going to be doing, Jeff. Yeah. <laughs> Who are you going to be that's, playing that's with? A- I'm going to be, so the same team I played with last year, uh, they're called Witness the Grind, and in short, it's labeled uh, WTG. 
Mm-hmm. Um, we were a, a top, I want to say a top 10 team throughout the entire year. Um, we were, we were well known. And so, um, if you do keep up with problems throughout the year, um, I'll definitely send you links and whatnot, or you post them in general. And so, yeah, the WTG are going to be returning all of our players, except we're going to have a, a new point guard. All right. And, and uh, anybody of your teammates be joining you? Any other NBA 2K League players uh, going to be hopping on with you? No, I'm going to be riding with my boys, all the uh, the guys I made it with. So um, my goal is to, you know, try to share as much experience that I've gone through yeah. throughout the year with them and try to get them in the league as well because they're all very capable and they're all really good players as well. Yeah. And I also like the challenge of not being with any 2K League players because mm-hmm. I feel like that puts a bigger weight on my shoulder. Yeah. And so um, I want, you know, I want to challenge myself. And I don't want to be on a loaded team because there are teams, you know, that are loaded in terms of name mm-hmm. with all league players. And I think uh, that's good as well. But um, I think I want to challenge myself and push myself as much as I could. Yeah. Uh, I hear a lot of uh, players that already are um, on uh, their summer break or their uh, season break, if you will. And mm-hmm. they, you know, they're going to be doing uh, pro-am, a lot of pro-ams. Um, let's talk about the, um, you know, as of right now, um, there are four teams still left in the uh, tournament. I believe that's uh, Warriors, 76ers. This is in any order, by the way. Uh, Celtics and T-Wolves. Um, are you surprised at that field that those are the four four teams left? Not at all. Um, mm-hmm. Like I said, I think earlier on the show, I think elite point guard play, no matter where you are, you mm-hmm. can get in. And um, I think the Warriors, uh, they do a great job of using their entire team with their point guard play. Mm-hmm. They're really good. I think one of one of the best defensive teams. So, um, I'm not surprised at all. All the teams um, I've played against, mm-hmm. I've scrimmaged against, and they're all really great teams. All right. Well, there you go. We can't put uh, Chatty on the on the fence there because then he has teammates and they might say something to him. So he has to work <laughs> with these with these people. So we're not going to tell him to make a prediction. Um, but let's go ahead and take our final break, Chatty. We get back. We're going to change the subject. Talk about a topic that you really, really like to talk about. And that's the San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, I love it. We are back, and I'm joined by Chatty Nick of Bucks Gaming. He is a member of the NBA 2K League, and Bucks Gaming is the affiliate for the Milwaukee Bucks NBA team. And uh, Chatty just finished his rookie season uh, in the NBA 2K League. Uh, Chatty, before we dive into the silver and black, how can fans uh, reach you on Twitter? Yeah, of course. So if you ever want to reach me um, on Twitter or any kind of social media, um, it's just that social media. It's, my name's always going to be Chatty Nick. Mm-hmm. C H A D D Y N I C K. There you go. Give Chatty a follow on Twitter. Uh, he definitely loves talking about the game or maybe this topic right now. That is the San Antonio Spurs. Uh, Chatty, the Spurs have had an interesting offseason. This is for lightly. There was the Marcus Morris debacle. I'm pretty sure you heard about that. And then there was the ho-hum, oh, I guess Trey Lyles is going to be okay. You know, Lyles first. Yeah, yeah, Lyles first fans kind of had that type of sentiment. Um, you look back at the Spurs offseason, you know, whether it be the draft to the free agency, uh, what stands out for you? Oh, what stands out for me right now is Tim Duncan signing us. <laughs> yeah. That's what I'm going to start with. I'm going to start with all the positive notes. Um, I think losing Marcus Morris to the Knicks, was, he's a very versatile player. And yeah. also we, we released um, Davis Berton to make room for exactly. him. So that kind of gave us a hole. We had to fill that hole with Trey Lyles. And he was drafted really high by, the, I believe, the Nuggets. Right. And he didn't really live up to his draft stock, which, you know, the Spurs are really good at finding players like that and making them live up to their draft stock. So 
I wouldn't be surprised if Trey Lyles had a great um, a great year, or, you know, or helped us throughout the year. Um, and then we also have Luca, our number one pick mm-hmm. this year, um, who kind of fits that role. Uh, he's pop isn't really known to play rookies right away, at least not for big minutes, unless your name is Tony Parker and Tim Duncan. But uh, but um, so I think their the rotation is a lot better than I think it was last year. I think last year we lacked that that three position. We had uh, either bigs or like point guards. We didn't have mm-hmm. enough wing players, especially when Ginobili retired. So I think all in all, this year has been great. They got great um, pieces for the for them. I guess the cap that they mm-hmm. have, and they didn't overpay anybody like you see all these teams do. And um, I think they have a solid young core that they believe in and they're going to build around. Yeah, you know, speaking of uh, Coach Duncan, I mean that's that's weird to say. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you read the reports too that. It actually wasn't Duncan who the team approached to be a coach. It was actually Manu Ginobili. Yeah, I'm not Yeah, surprised. and Manu Ginobili <laughs> is your favorite player, and you wear that number uh, for Bucks Gaming. Mm-hmm. Imagine that, Chatty, if he had said yes. I mean, my goodness, Chatty, you probably would have just been, like, jumping off your seat at the 2K League Arena or something. I would have loved it, yeah. yeah. Ginobili would, I just want to see Ginobili's face on TV. I'm not going to lie. I just miss him as much as a player just watching him. He's, he's a student of the game, you know. He's one of the highest IQ players that ever played the game, and um, he wasn't the most gifted athlete, but he was definitely the most clever one. Yeah. He was one of the most clever. He was so smart. And he knew how to make things work in a, a, such an un, un, unorthodox way. Yeah. Can't say that word. But he was he was a great, crafty player. And um, I know uh, he, I'm pretty sure one of these days they're going to be able to. You know, he's only what his a year in retirement, so I yeah. think he wants probably another few years off before he comes back to the NBA full time. Yeah, I, I thought maybe it was just a little bit too soon uh, for the Spurs to say, hey, you want to come back? You know, he just retired. Uh, you know, let him enjoy his life. You know, he has a kid. You know, he's he's a, he's a big-time family man, and uh, he mm-hmm. loves to travel. So I, I can see why he would say <laughs> pass maybe now. Yeah. All right, let's, let's project forward now over the Spurs season. Uh, you mentioned a few players um, and coaches, Coach Duncan, mm-hmm. but – uh, what about the return of DeJounte Murray? You know, you think that's going to be a big aspect for the Spurs' uh, roster next season? Um, I think it's going to be a huge aspect because he's a huge time player. Mm-hmm. He's a he's a young and upcoming player. He was projected to possibly even be an All Star this year, but mm-hmm. you know, with the continuous growth and projection, um, not the expectations. We don't want to set him too high. I think we just remember he's coming off an injury, an ACL tear, I believe it was, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, those aren't always the easiest to come back from. So I think uh, he, I'm very excited to see what he does throughout the year. Um, him and Derek White next to each other would make a great defensive duo. At our, so the thing is, it comes down to who's playing shooting guard, who's point guard, and mm-hmm. um, I think like you know that's always they always say that's a great problem to have. So um, yeah. So yeah, I'm just, I'm very excited for his growth and to see you know how he does this year, and it's gonna be we're gonna love to have him back on the defensive end. Yeah, it's funny, but I get asked that question, like, oh, my God, you know, Murray's coming back. Are you excited? I know, yeah, I'm excited. I'm happy. You know, I'm happy to see him back. But, mm-hmm. you know, we got to keep this in mind, the injury. Is he going to be the same player as he was before the injury? That was a major injury that he suffered. And yeah. three, and another aspect of this, too, is, you know, he re- we really haven't seen him yet in a full NBA season. You know, he spent mm-hmm. time with Mon- I'm sorry, uh, Tony Parker uh, mm-hmm. when uh, Tony Parker was a spur. He was still growing, and then, of course, uh, last season, last season is when um, you know the injury happened, yeah. and we want to see what he does. You know, now that he's physically grown, you know, he's been a student of the game because he hasn't been on the court for uh, over a year now after the injury. So mm-hmm. I, I'm still a little bit like, okay, that's he's a nice piece of piece 
but he gets you maybe two or three wins on the season uh, next year. So I'm still holding out a judgment before I say, you know, he is the next savior. I think Spurs fans are thinking he's the next franchise player to come. And yeah, I'm like, Kawhi yeah, Leonard, right? yeah, yeah, exactly. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know about that. Hey, what about Lonnie Walker? Uh, what did you think about hey. him? I mean, he killed it in the summer league. Yeah. He only played him, what, like a few games? Yeah. Maybe just one game. And then he made, like, the all-second team or something. Exactly. Or like, all-first team. And he really even played. He's, I mean, he, I, I think he's ready to blossom this year. I, I think I, my expectations are higher for him than they are for DeJounte this year, if I'm being honest. Wow. All right. there. There's your hot take of uh, the uh, episode right there. Uh, one more – a couple more questions before we let you go. I know you're a busy guy here. Um, mm-hmm. Kawhi Leonard. I'm sure, sure you heard the news uh, that ESPN reported that he actually tried to get the Spurs to trade for Paul George. Yeah, I heard about to that. come to San Antonio. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think that would have changed everything? Uh, I mean, no, because I think his injury would have happened no matter what. Yeah, and I, yeah, I mean, that was that was the problem, and there's no solution to that. Whatever happened, happened, and no matter who you have on your team or. You know, it's just like it was an issue and never got solved. So I think um, having Paul George would have been nice, though. I'll <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that would have been a great consolation prize. Um, yeah, and, and what are your thoughts on this whole thing that, you know, Spurs fans need to let Kawhi Leonard go? You know, you, you've heard it. You've probably seen it on social media. Fans are like, let it go. Let it go. He's not a Spur anymore. And But then it's a very big divide. And then there's the other half saying that they're going to be petty towards him no matter what. What do you think about that? Um, I think both parties have a you know have a yeah. reason to feel the way they do. Uh, Kawhi Leonard is a professional. I think the way he handled the situation, mm-hmm. um, he could have been more open and um, you know keep instead of keeping us all wondering like what was happening. Um, mm-hmm. was, you know he's a pro player and he can do what he wants, but at the same time it was a very selfish thing. Yeah. And so I think that hurt a lot of us in a way. But at the same time, I think um, you know the more we focus on Kawhi Leonard, the the less we focus on all the great things that we have with the team and all the success we've had. And I don't want to feel any, you know, spite or bitter towards him. Um, he's still a great guy. I'm sure a great player. And uh, I don't think, any, I don't think we should look at him in a negative light. You know, he got us a championship because without him, we don't win a championship. So I think we just have to be grateful. There you go. Simple as that. Okay. So uh, chatty, first of all, thank you for coming on locked on Spurs. Um, you're, you probably got a lot of training to do uh, <laughs> on the controller. I don't want to oh, keep yeah. you too much uh, longer. Uh, one more time. How can fans get a hold of you on social media? Yes. Yeah, so guys, uh, if you want to follow me, um, I'll follow you back for sure. Just go on to um, any social media and type in uh, chatty Nick spelled C H A D D Y N I C K. Um, just give me a follow, and uh, I would love support, and I would follow you guys back. Thank you. There you go. And uh, for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Jeff G Spurs Zone. Go to the Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio, Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. Listen to this show and many other shows. It also included a lot of the Spurs update. What's going on in the quiet time of the NBA offseason, especially for your San Antonio Spurs? Again, it's all there at the Spurs Zone, News for San Antonio, Fox 29, SanAntonio.com. And with that, for Chatty Nick, I am Jeff Garcia, and we're going to put a lock on this episode of Lockdown Spurs.